Hello and welcome to our podcast, Secret Skill, Hidden Career, The Truth About Sales, hosted by me, Paul Owen. This podcast is based on my best-selling book, Secret Skill, Hidden Career, and it has three aims. First, we want to challenge the belief in the UK that sales is a dirty word. We don't learn it because we see it as a bad thing. Yet done properly, sales is the essence of business as well as a key life skill. Secondly, we want to introduce everyone to the skill of sales. It helps you in almost every job. It helps you get a job in the first place. And it helps you communicate better in your personal life too. Thirdly, we want to throw a light on sales as a potential career. I came to sales at the age of 32 and it changed my life. It could well change yours too. With chapters read from my book and interviews with business leaders, sales newcomers and all points in between, the content will be insightful and fun with plenty of tips to help anyone improve their communication skills. How you choose to use those new skills, that's up to you. Today's podcast, episode 24, is the final one in the series based on my book, Secret Skill, Hidden Career. So welcome to that. And uh, I'm delighted to say that joining me today is Dominic Cotton, former BBC broadcast journalist and now uh, business owner running his own business, Cyclo Technology. And you're with us, of course, in episode one, Dom, and I think episode six as well. So, so welcome back. Thanks, Paul. Great to be here. Yes, nice to be bookending your your first uh, series, uh, and uh, yeah, very much looking forward to our conversation today. Um, so, Paul, this the final episode of the book, uh, the final uh, not episode, the final chapter, I should say, is uh, entitled "So What Now." I guess there's an opportunity for us to to talk over um, all the content of both the book and the podcasts, and and sort of uh, see. Uh, how it's panned out for you. Um, as you say, we spoke um, on, you know, about, about um, your series in episode one and I was involved in episode six. Um, you, you, you know, I wanted to ask you, what, did you, what is it you wanted to achieve uh, with this podcast? Um, and to use that, you know, uh, well-used sales phrase, have you, in your view, hit your targets? Hmm. I guess I've, I guess we've hit some of them, Dom. Uh, I definitely think we haven't hit all. So it was about, I guess it started off as a an audio version of the book, if you like, uh, that, that got changed quite quickly. Um, thanks for a bit of feedback from you, where we, we cut down the content um, directly based on the book to you know four to five minute chapters. So I think we've got the content about right. Uh, I think the guests have been about right. And so far, the feedback we've had from listeners has only been positive. Uh, I'd like to encourage listeners to share negative feedback too, so we can help to make series two a bit better. But yeah, I think in simple terms, do I believe we've created a series of podcasts that are interesting, that capture what we're trying to talk about, which is what really is sales and how does it help us to be more successful day to day in life as well as in business? I think we've done that. I think we continue to do what you always do with content, I suppose, which is to try and get more ears to listen into what we're doing. Mm. I mean, it's been the best part of the year since you started doing this. I think that one went out in July. Uh, so, you know, 10 months or so, lots of things have happened and lots of things are happening now outside, uh, outside of our houses, obviously. Um, just in terms of what you've learned, I mean, what would you say the most important things you've learned as far as creating content, creating a podcast is concerned? And, and have there been any problems that you simply couldn't overcome? I think the things I've learned 
I guess I've been, uh, it's had my belief confirmed about it's the quality of content. And within that, for a podcast, as opposed to the book, it's about the quality of guests. You know, as you might find your cost today, Don, being the host, uh, mm. interviewing me, then, you know, if the guests don't have anything interesting to say, then it's quite hard to make the content great. So I really, I'm really happy with the guests that I have. I'm flattered that people agree to be part of it. And I have had that belief confirmed that it's really important to get those. I guess one of the first things I learned in about episode five, or six or seven, I can't remember which one it was, was that I should have been clearer with guests that we don't all have to agree. That, that content, you know, discussion around a subject like sales, which is, which is subjective, there are different ways to do this, there are different environments where different ideas work. Mm. That we don't all need to agree and it can make the content a bit dull. Yeah. If we all just say the same thing all the time. So I think I perhaps would have sooner in the process and more often in the process found um, points on which to disagree uh, with guests to, to explore different theories uh, quickly on that. And then I guess sometimes I, I look back at the time I've done it and I think as I became a bit more comfortable with doing the content, maybe I on a few of the podcasts, did slightly less preparation time. And, and you'll probably know as a former journalist yourself, you know, the preparation time matters. You need to know where you're going with the content. And I made sure that in the later episodes, I've, I've done my research. I spent time with guests in advance to actually map out the content so that hopefully we share the best bits when we're recording. Yeah, all good points. Uh, I'm obviously trying hard not to agree with you there, uh, but I was agreeing with everything you said. Um, I won't. I won't do that all through this. At least I hope not. Um, just in terms of format, um, you know, you went flip flop between chapter and one to one guest. Are you happy with the format? The, 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 you know, I suppose the truth is you can't make these too complicated and too production heavy. But was the format? Did it do what you wanted it to do in terms of in terms of the format? I think it did. Um, I mean, the, the format really, I mean, it, it was based on the book and, and the book format came from the publisher in that initially I'd put all the chapters together and then almost done the interviews with business leaders as an appendix. And they suggested mixing it up with chapter and then interview. And I followed it for the podcast. I think it did. I mean, again, you'll know more about this than me on production. Uh, you don't want too many different versions. You've got editors putting stuff together. You want to try and keep things relatively simple. And I think I feel, I mean, I'd like to know what listeners think of it as well, but I feel that that combination of here's a sales point to discuss and an idea to take away from that point that, that might help you sell better, and then alternated with here's the real life story of someone who learned how to sell and did it really well, and here's the difference they made. And, you know, all through the book and through the podcast, I'm trying to, I guess, be on my soapbox and, and and talk to people about the fact that sales changed my life. Forget my life, that doesn't matter, but it could also change yours, whether it's learning how to do things better, to be a better boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, brother, sister, or to use it in your business world. So I wanted those real life stories and, and I think they worked. They were a joy to do. I mean, just being able to get guests in to talk about their backgrounds and, and learn about how they've succeeded so i think it did i don't know you've uh, obviously an avid listener dom what do you think yeah well i mean i haven't listened to all of it um but i have listened to quite a few um and you know and i guess what has occurs to me about uh, the series that you've put together is is it reminds me and i think would remind anyone listening to it that much of their their working day on and their their lives their careers uh, revolve around sales in some way, shape, or form, and that's the thing that when when I've spoken to you about this, 
I'm reminded of. I mean, so much of what I do, and I'm an entrepreneur, it's a grand word, but I'm, I've started up a business and I'm always selling. So I guess that's the thing that stuck, struck me about so much of the conversations you've been having is that, is that you know, as you re- repeatedly and correctly point out, sales has a bad reputation in many, in its, it's totally unfounded. Nevertheless, it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to work out that we are all selling in some way, shape or form in our working lives. So that's the thing that, that keeps coming through. Um, you, you, so I have listened to many of the apps, not all of them. So I'm going to ask you this question. What have been your favorite bits across the 23 episodes up until now? What, what have been the highlights? That's a great question. Um, I was thinking earlier about, you know, doing my preparation for this, about favorite guests and favorite episodes. I think it's really, really hard to uh, pin them down uh, without also frustrating and um, putting the nose out of joint of several guests who've come along, including yourself, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes it's about perhaps the, the guest about whom I knew less. And so, you know, when you look at the, the guests that I interviewed, well, I didn't know them as well. So some people like Chris Brindley of Metro Bank and, and various other people I interviewed for the book, Barney Stinton. So I, I know them quite well through business contacts. But then someone like Michael Tobin, OBE, um, who's currently, or until recently, until COVID-19 struck, was traveling around the world doing some sort of uh, Antarctic adventure and so on. Um, I found someone like him fascinating because I knew less about uh, Mike. And then recently, uh, episode 23, we interviewed our first uh, American guests. And so she had lots of insights that I'd not really thought about. And some of the perceptions we have around American sales that are actually not true. Um, so just hearing content that was new, I suppose, mm. what interested me. And I think it was countless guests, really. I'd like to think in every episode, I recognize it's a bit of an anodyne answer to you on it to pick out bits. But I liked it where guests talked about ideas that I'd not thought of or I'd not mentioned in the book. And I think with thanks to you, that change in the format that we did, where we just were brief overview highlights of a chapter, probably gave more room for guests to add their own ideas about things. So I think when mm. people came in with their own ideas, and again, back to that question you asked about learning, I think it would have been to encourage people more often to just share different ideas. Don't feel you have to agree with me, disagree, share stories that are completely different and that disprove the rules uh, sometimes. I guess new content, and if I was picking out individual interviews, and perhaps that one with uh, with Mike Tobin was uh, was one of the ones where I got to the end myself thinking, my God, I really, really want to spend a lot longer talking to this person. Well, it sounds like that answers my very next question, which is about who you invite back. So Mike Tobin is one of those you'd, you'd, want, to, you'd want to dig in and, uh, and have another conversation with, by the sounds of things. Anyone else? I don't think there's anybody I wouldn't invite back, really. So, I mean, I'm probably jumping ahead in the questions, but uh, forgive me for that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, series two, which I'm, I'm currently planning out at the moment, is about the next stage in, in what I want the series to become, which is a resource for uh, not just people new to sales, but existing salespeople to come and get ideas uh, around how to do what they do better. So it's it's looking at professional salespeople, sales managers, sales directors, or entrepreneurs like you who've kind of been selling all your life but not called it sales, or people who just want to be better at communi- communicating generally, just trying to get some more detailed uh, discussions around the actual sales process, rather than the general theme of this has been about trying to reposition sales as a skill and as a career and introduce people to the, you know, the real basics, the foundation of selling properly. I don't claim that the book deals with advanced sales strategies. It doesn't. It's about the basic stuff. So I'd love to think they'd all come back. 
Uh, one from the book, by the way, it occurs to me now, I'm sorry, Laura Morgan, I interviewed for the book. And Laura was a brilliant person to interview. I, I snatched about a 20-minute interview with her in the back of a taxi. She was on her way to a meeting somewhere else, and I wasn't able to get Laura uh, to come and join the podcast Series 1. I'd love to get on for Series 2. You know, proven entrepreneur, built a business from nothing to 20 million pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, lots of um, counterintuitive sales advice to people through various different businesses that she runs. So she, was a, she was a fascinating lady. I'd love to get her on. I've got, I've got a, a couple of questions. I mean, I, I've written some questions out, but I've got a couple coming in as you're speaking. A couple are coming into my head, um, and I'm, 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 mind, I'm thinking about the preconceptions about uh, the kind of personality that is a salesperson. So, in the course of the discussions you've had over the 23 episodes, has your view on the kind of person that is well suited to being in sales changed at all? I don't know that it has. I think what I've had within the series and within what I do day to day in a job is perhaps clarification around the fact that there are many different types of sales. So I think the a lot of the people that we've talked to and a lot of the people that we perhaps at our stage of life that we talk to in our, in our businesses are a certain kind of salesperson. They're probably quite senior. They're probably having in-depth business conversations like you've been having with investors and, and, and business partners in what you're doing, I suppose, Dom. And there's many different kinds of selling. You know, so there's the people out there doing lead generation jobs who are doing 200 outbound calls a day to people who, in most cases, don't necessarily want to engage in a conversation and they have to try and prove some value and get them talking and, and so on, move things forward. That is a very different kind of job. It's a very different kind of skill. And I think sometimes it's a very different kind of person. So I think that there's just different strains. And when we, you know, I think we often have this, the way we generalize in life and we say, oh, footballers are like this um, or politicians are like this and salespeople are like this. There's, there's somewhere between three and three and a half million people working in sales jobs in the UK. There's, there's a lot of different kinds of salespeople. Yeah. I think this is often overlooked and people say things about salespeople as if they're a group, as if they're all the same. Yeah. Even taking out the good, some are good, some are bad, some are brilliant, some are awful. Even forgetting that difference, there are literally just different ways of going to do sales from the lead gen on the phone to the retail, to the consultative salesperson, to the entrepreneur like you. Okay. I guess I was thinking about introvert versus extrovert, you know, showy versus uh, reflective and that kind of thing. And I, and I think you've kind of answered my question by, uh, you know, it, we, we, if you're selling one thing, you know, it, you, you're not necessarily going to be a, a successful at selling something completely different. I guess it's. it's yeah, I agree with that, and, and I think I've, I think you're right to highlight those too, because so often we always think of the salesperson being the extrovert, and sometimes the extreme end of that. Mm-hmm. And there are many markets and many kinds of sales jobs which are absolutely not that style. In fact, you just grate with people and annoys them. And, Yes. Uh, I think we talked in one episode, it might have even been the intro about if we could get more people who don't think of themselves as that kind of person to recognize that those those quieter skills, those ability to the, the ability to have smart questions and then stop talking and listen to people are, are often uh, even more in demand in sales jobs than the old fashioned, typical stereoty- stereotypical idea of an outbound salesperson. Mm. So, um, you know, it's based the podcast is based on your best-selling book and um, the final chapter of the book is entitled So What Now? Um, we're at episode number 24, Paul. I'm going to ask you the same question in relation to the podcast. 
you know, what now? What are we going to do next? You, we're talking about the end of Series 1. I, I take it there's Series 2, 3, 4 and 5 in the pipeline. There's definitely Series 2. Um, so definitely want to do that. Um, probably going to keep the same title for it, but I might talk to a, a branding and marketing and communication specialist, maybe somebody who should work with the BBC about how we do that, if you know anyone. So yeah, Series 2 in the pipeline. And it's, it's just, you know, Series 1 has, has, I hope, done its job. Yes, I want more people to listen to it and engage with it and so on. And we've got plans to get it out to schools and colleges and universities uh, to get people introduced to the idea, which was, has been the central premise, if you like, of Series 1. So Series 2 goes into the aimed more at the professional salesperson or just the professional person who wants to become better at communicating. Because that, that's what sales really is. It's communicating more effectively and more persuasively in personal life or business life. So, yeah, we're going to get that planned. And within that, I, what I'm expecting, Don, is to get much more detailed in that. So, again, when I look at the content of Series 1, I think it was the right way to go for the first series, being based on the book. And I, I hope I've got that right. But I think there were times within the podcast where I was thinking, this is a much bigger subject. We're, we're too broad in what we're talking about. And so my plan for Series 2 would be to make them much more specific, one particular bit of sales. And for that, not just to include sales skills for the individual person making sales happen, but around sales management, around a sales strategy, around motivation of salespeople, which is a massive point generally uh, that is often misrepresented. So getting into much more detail on how to be a good sales professional, how to manage, how to motivate. I'd also like to think some elements of getting every entrepreneur, business person to recognize that once you have the good idea, the next key element is you've got to sell it. Mm, indeed. Indeed. And that's something very close to my heart. Um, but I won't go into that now. So um, in terms of, so you've been running the podcast for, let's, let's say, a year, it's give or take a month. Uh, are you of the opinion? and not directly as a consequence of the great podcast you've put together, but uh, partially because of the, the kind of conversations you're having and other people. Are you of the opinion that the perception around uh, sales is changing? You know, do, 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 does a career in sales have less negative connotations than it might once have done, do you think? Is the, is the dial beginning to shift? I think it's beginning to shift um, very slowly and a little. So I don't think that generally in society it's viewed any differently. I mentioned earlier speaking to our first American guest in episode 23, and we tend to think of the states being, being completely different and they're very positive about sales. They're not. You know, they have much of the same problem. They're slightly ahead of where we are. So where do I think the changes are? I, I think, well, not I think, I know that there are now a few more universities, colleges, and schools at least just introducing the idea of sales to people within the education system. So I was a judge for the um, for a, a group of schools in, in Buckinghamshire last year where they have a sales challenge and they, they go in and work in businesses and learn how to sell. And then they come along and do presentations, uh, learning how to put their business case. And it's almost done as like a pitch to entrepreneurs is the, is the format that they do. And if that's happening, there's a few sales competitions I've seen in universities and so on. So there are tiny, tiny moves forward. There's an association of professional sales that's been set up that, that um, I've become a fellow of that and trying to get people to talk about this more. 
But you know what? The problem is, Dom, when I go to the events either on by the association or when I look back to when I launched my book and, and when I talk about the podcast, the problem I, I see that, that perhaps has taken, perhaps I've been a bit slow to see is that it's a bunch of people who already know that sales is not all those negative things. And so you're preaching to the converted. The real challenge is how do you get out to the wider world to talk about it? And when I think back to even the title of my book and perhaps the title of this podcast, one of the challenges is that the moment you put sales in the title, then you're potentially turning away all the people that have that negative perception before they even come in. Um, But I just feel that you also can't mislead people. You have to tell them what it's about so the content matches what they think. So, So long answer, shortened. Yes, I think it has moved a bit, but it's a very small bit with an incredibly long way to go. Mm, I, I was reading with interest the changes that are happening in, in Finland um, around their education system, around they've basically taken subjects out and they're educating young people uh, in relation to the skills, you know, skills-based learning rather than subjects, vertical subject-based learning. Um, and I, I don't know whether they, how they teach. Uh, well, what I know is they teach numeracy by talking about how if you were to work in a cafe or a shop, rather than to teach it, you know, as a, as, a, as a straight mass. So I think perhaps, you know, there are more forward-thinking uh, countries, and Finland and the Scandinavians are always held up as being forward-thinking, I guess because they've got relatively small populations. But, you know, people are trying to do these things differently. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, 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 you know, that would support or your case as far as sales skills is yeah, concerned. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I think, there's, I think you and I are probably similar in the way our external um, watchers of the education sector because we're at that age with kids in it and so on. Uh, yeah. I don't know where you stand on this, but picking up on the Finland thing, I, I've thought for quite a few years that the education system is broken um, and, and there are lots of other people far better qualified than me that have said the same thing. And in no way here are my anti-teacher or anti-schools or colleges or universities both my parents were teachers, but that angle of just inserting knowledge into children's brains is, is just an outdated and ridiculous idea that's been around for decades upon end. And most of it doesn't really help them. I, I think it helps them to learn how to learn. But yeah, I love that idea of a skills-based approach. And not just find the fact for sales, as many other skills that you need. My issue around sales is that's my thing. And so I have a, an insight into the, some of the problems and I have a, an interest in changing it. But there are other areas as well, but just training people to give them the skills. And you'll know as an employer now that that's what you're looking for. What are the skills that people have? Not do they know facts and figures because we can teach them facts and figures. Mm. So now for people who are listening to this, whether this is the first time or, or they're you know, faithful 24-episode uh, listeners, um, you know, what do you think, they can do next uh, to turn the ideas that you know you've been discussing into actions that that might sort of make a difference in terms of their careers and their lives is there anything you think you'd like people to do well certainly if they're listeners of 24 episodes then then thank you uh, for that and i hope you've enjoyed it and please get in touch to say what you liked and what you haven't liked i think i think it's a great question don because again i don't know about you or other people but i, I listen to lots of podcasts and listen to lots of stuff um, books and so on, all kinds of different things. And in my experience and the way I learn things, I tend to get a trigger from content I listen to rather than to get a conclusion. 
from content yes. reality yes. to it. So I don't yes. listen to it and go, right, I'm going to change this tomorrow based on that. I think the way we experience it, and so often we're running or cycling or walking or, or whatever it might be. Um, so it's difficult to do. And so if people um, have listened to that many episodes, and I guess it means that they are interested and they like it, I guess it will be what I, what I try and do within training, which is share ideas with people to, to make it interesting, to make it educational and, and where possible to make it entertaining. If people can take one idea, one idea of something that they do differently from the thing that they listen to, and it might not actually be an idea or a concept discussed in the podcast. It much might be a something that happened in the podcast that made them think about something else, try and put that into practice. Uh, and that wouldn't be true necessarily for all 24 episodes. Again, I think within any training format, within any book that we read, we, we pick and choose which bits we want to take on board and we do something about it. I'm thinking of a, a health book I read a while ago, and unfortunately I can't remember what it was called, but a really good book by a doctor, and it was focusing on what we eat and how we move and how we sleep and how we relax. It was a brilliant book, you know, wonderfully well qualified with great stories. What was the end result for me from that book? I stopped having sugar in my coffee, right? So right. it was an action from 100 pages of great ideas, but that book I found entertaining, I found it interesting. I changed a behavior which helped me make help me become slightly healthier. So I like to think they get a bit more than one action from 24 episodes, but I think it's mostly to think about, okay, what did I learn from that and what actions can I put into place? And then to broaden it, um, if, if it's one of their first experiences of listening to something which they found hopefully engaging and interesting, it's recognised that there is so much more out there. You go and listen to other content, listen to other speakers. I was listening to uh, Michael Lewis talking to Malcolm Gladwell Recently, Michael Lewis, those who don't know, wrote Liars Poker, wrote The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great book. And the Credit Crunch, Malcolm Gladwell, writer of Blink and Outliers and the yeah. and so on. And just listening to these guys talk for 40, 45 minutes was like an education in itself. And mm-hmm. you know, so it's, there's been this explosion in content online in the last few years. Hopefully, people are listening to lots more of it at the moment as we're all stuck at home um, in the midst of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. But just use the trigger from this podcast to think, okay, is there something I can do directly from this? And secondly, what else can I go and find out about it? What else can entertain me and and be interesting to me? There are tons of content. I don't think we've ever been so content rich as consumers. And what that means, you've got to pick your way through the the nonsense and the rubbish that doesn't work, but there's so much great content. Yeah. So, so finally then, um, Paul, do you, I mean, clearly, you, you know, you're very happy with the way the, the, the series has gone. Um, sounds like you've had some great guests and some really interesting conversations. Um, what, what is it that makes you believe that, that Series 2, and possibly more, is the right thing to do to spread the message uh, uh, and the kind of positive messages around sales? How are you going to make Season 2 even more of a success in the first When did season? you draft these more difficult questions, Tom? <laughs> Uh, it's a great question. I think because it's such an enormous subject. So what we tend to think of as sales, is, you know, whether it's a certain perception of sales, people who do it, or it's a topic of selling, we think of it perhaps in a relatively one-dimensional way. But selling to me is about communicating effectively with a target audience to bring about a certain income. Uh, income, sorry, to bring about a certain outcome, rather. Uh, and that encompasses almost all of human communication from, from politics to selling and business and, and personal relationships. So I think that the, there's a huge amount of content that can be covered. I think that, you know, 
turning my business hat on, then clearly there's an element that I, I do this partly for my love of sales and my love of education and the, the initial starting point for the book, which is I messed up my 20s, got lost, and partly through my ignorance around sales, got into it, changed my life, and I want other people to avoid that and to enjoy success and happiness sooner in their life. But there is also a business angle that, you know, I want my company sales talent to be seen as a, an expert resource in the world of sales. Yeah, in order yeah. to do that, there are so many different angles to consider in sales. I talked about motivation, about, you could talk about the habits of salespeople, the routine around it, uh, the, what we actually do when we get to work, how we make calls, how we do meetings, how we do presentations, how we re-energize ourselves after a bad day, a bad week, a bad month. There's just a massive content. So I don't think it will lack for content. As any good journalist like you would know, it's then choosing which content and how you do it. So I don't think there's a, a lack of it. I think I need to make sure that I'm focusing on areas that have most use to the highest number of listeners most quickly, and that also enable it to be a you know, almost a searchable amount, sorry, a searchable type of content where you want to find out how to handle objections, dive in here. You want to know how to not give away so much discount when you're talking to buyers, and going here. So I think it will go back to where I started, making sure our content is good, making sure we get great guests on to share their experiences and making sure that we recognize that what we still have within the UK, Dom, jump online now, go onto YouTube, go onto any search engine you want, look up sales train, look at sales ideas, and I'll guarantee you that 98% plus of the content is American content. Mm. There is a massive gap, a massive hole in the UK or where do you go for expert, interesting insight around sales, whether that is your job or whether it's a skill that you want to get better at? And I'd like my company to be the expert resource in the UK for that company. Okay, well, you're off to a great start. I'm pretty sure of that. And uh, uh, Series 2 will be coming in the near future. I, I guess that sort of wraps it up now, Paul. Um, an emotional time for you, I'm, I'm sure, the end of Episode 24 of the, uh, of the first series. Uh, it's really nice to have a chat with you about this. And thanks for having me and getting me involved again. I will be, if you would like me, uh, to be involved in Series 2 as and when you need me. But, uh, but really nice to talk to you and, uh, and well done on John, the first thank series. you for that. And thanks again for joining uh, you, you are the most regular guest, so we had you on three times with doing the introduction and then the final episode today as well as episode six. Um, so I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man with your business. I guess I just had a couple of last messages for, for listeners as we wrap up series one. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast as well as the 23 episodes already released. Uh, if you have enjoyed them, then please just tell other people um, or give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you can. Uh, and if you do think there's things we can improve, or if you want to be a guest in Series 2, then do get in touch with us. Uh, Secrets Go Hidden Career, The Truth About Sales is wrapping up Series 1 now, but Series 2 is coming soon. So I guess keep your eyes and your ears peeled out for that. And for the moment, just thank you all for listening. Thanks for your time.